0: This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-453 and that number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. They are free and you can actually control the content of the site that's the main feature where if you find something that you think's interesting you want to share with us and share with our listeners you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com it will then appear on the upcoming stories page where it must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com so do head over there and get interactive joining you in studio it's ian and daryl Daryl Perry joining us, courtesy of fpp.cc, as we jump into the news. Of course, as I said, we'll take your calls about anything you want. I've got a follow-up story on an old piece of news that, uh, I don't know, we haven't talked about for uh, years, I think. And it's out of Australia. So, international story here, where Australia, according to the AP, is abandoning its mandatory internet filter plan. A uh, story out of Canberra, the Australian government has abandoned its five-year-old pledge to mandate a filter blocking child pornography and other objectionable Internet content. You know, like websites that might question the government, for instance. Yeah. When, when
1: you mentioned this to me before the show, I asked, so is this some kind of uh, filter, sort of like CISPA? And you said, you know, this has been around for a while. And CISPA is uh, child Internet something protection
0: act that's been trying to get pushed through Congress. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the details on that. I know I've heard about it in the past.
1: It's, you know, another way that they're trying to censor the internet, all in the sake of protecting the children.
0: Well, the old, this particular scheme, we talked about it years ago on Free Talk Live when it was originally proposed. And this particular scheme was going to be forced upon all Internet service providers in Australia. So
1: basically a V-chip for the Internet.
0: Kind of, yeah. I mean, essentially they would be checking uh, your – whatever website you requested would be checked against a list. And if it matched what, whatever was on that list, then it would be blocked. That was the original proposal here.
1: Yeah, but- and something else interesting about Australia, they passed a law – I believe it was last year or might have been earlier this year – To where pornography cannot have women with small breasts. That's right. I remember that
0: because supposedly you know only underage girls have small breasts. Right. Because that's why you can find A cup bras in the women's section, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, So communications minister Stephen Conroy said Friday that instead of a compulsory filter filter being imposed, internet service providers have agreed to block fourteen hundred child abuse websites. On Interpol's worst of list, three of Australia's largest telecommunications companies, Telstra, Optus, and Primus, have been uh, blocking the listed sites since 2010. We've actually reached an agreement with the industry to block child pornography, and we think that's a significant step forward, according to Australian Broadcasting Corp. Radio. Critics said the proposed legislated filter would have put Australia on the same censorship league as China. Even the U.S. State Department expressed concerns about the proposed regulations, which would have been some of the most restrictive among the world's democracies. The new plan has a narrower focus on just child abuse. The government's proposed compulsory nationwide filter would also have banned a regularly updated list of sites that carries extreme violence, as well as detailed instructions in crime, drug use, or terrorist acts. Opponents argued the filter would slow internet speeds, erroneously block harmless sites, and restrict free speech. Anti-censorship campaigner Gordy or Gurdy Guy welcomed the government reversal. He said the new agreement will have little impact on the availability of child abuse material, which isn't traded on the open web. He told the ABC, uh, told ABC that while this is much better. Result Any of the previous proposals the government has come up with, it's still really unlikely to do much good. So, you know, this is good news in that they aren't instituting a, a nationwide filtering scheme. But on the other hand, there still is something going on where they've got an agreement with the major internet providers. And uh, they will be blocking some sites. There's no reason why those providers would not block whatever other sites the government came to them and asked them to block. Right. But this is a step down from what they were originally proposing.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what kind of technology they're using, but but I'm guessing they're probably using some kind of uh, like meta tag filter of some sort to where, you know, if you search for child porn then it's going to block those results. But if you search for something that's you know, more uh harmless, I guess.
0: Like could, underwear advertisements. Right. You could still wind up getting some things blocked. Well, I don't I don't know about that, Daryl. I mean the way that I had understood this was that it was essentially going to just be a list. So I mean people that People that are seeking these sorts of things will still be able to find them. They will find a
1: way to get it.
0: That's what uh, this, you know, this expert here, this anti censorship campaigner is saying. uh, That most of this material, he says, is not traded on the open web. You, you know, you have to go. You're
1: probably using open DNS or some kind of internet masking sort of software
0: to where you're going to, you know, like the dark alley of the internet well that would be tor uh and that's kind of one of the things that tor is uh is useful for is anonymizing people's usage of the internet taking websites from the public internet and actually making them only available on tor an anonymized service so this uh, scheme this filtering scheme is not going to be able to touch tor it's only going to affect the people that don't know what they're doing, right? Right. And, and the, I don't know how many of those folks it's actually going to affect. Because you would think that – I mean I guess somebody who who doesn't know any better could just type something like that in and then maybe they would find themselves blocked and that would flummox them and they'd give up their search. Yeah. But it probably wouldn't be more than a, you know, a Google search of, how do I find such and such in Australia – and uh, <laughs> some somebody's going to put instructions up there, and there's no way for the government Unless to... Unless that
1: website is blocked, too. Well,
0: right, but there's no way for the government to keep up with all of that, right? Like, the you can't... The, the centralized, stupid, slow bureaucracy of the state cannot keep up to date with all the new websites that are created. I mean, there are millions of sites probably created every day in right, this that, world. That's why
1: I was thinking they probably use something that... You know, meta-filter information.
0: It's possible, but I haven't heard anything about I that. I know
1: back in the 90s, there was a college in Pennsylvania that actually had to change their name because high school students were not able to access the college website from school mm-hmm. because it got blocked by, by the meta-filter. Yeah. Because what was it? What was it, the site? it was Beaver College. Beaver. <laughs> and the website at the time was Beaver.edu blocked for sexuality and it was blocked as being a porn site so they changed i think it's now acadia university
0: so they changed the name of the college they changed the name of the college
1: because high school students could not visit the website at school because it was being blocked wow yeah taxpayer
0: money at work right there the uh, Internet Industry Association chief in Australia said that he was pleased the government has moved on from the filter plan and had narrowed its focus to just illegal child abuse. The Australian electoral lobby said the government's agreement with the ISP fell short of its cyber safety pledge made during the 2007 election campaign, saying the government's decision not to legislate to the full extent of the committee is a great disappointment. This guy wants more uh, government control. He wants more uh, Internet controls, but the opposition said the government realized it had no hope of getting the filter legislation through parliament. The Greens Party, a key government ally, joined the opposition in condemning the mandatory filter proposal as a serious restriction of free speech. So it looked pretty scary on the horizon down there in Australia. It took them five years to get around to the point to decide they weren't going to do it because, again, government doesn't move very quickly. This proposal came about half a decade ago, and they hadn't... you know, they hadn't implemented it unto this point, and now it won't be implemented. So that's good news. Good news for our uh, listeners there in Downenda. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. We've got plenty more coming up, including an armed truck driving around the streets of uh, an armored truck. It might be armed, too. Driving around the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. Your calls about whatever's on your mind. Plus, Daryl's going to tell us about why no one's going to use a credit card in the very near future, apparently. It's Free Talk Live.
2: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit weusecoins.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number is here for you. It's 855 free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Bulletin board system awaits you with a bunch of listeners there who, uh, you know, might just interact with you. You can talk to other folks that enjoy Free Talk Live over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin's. You can learn more about bitcoins over at weusecoins.org, and when you are uh, when you finally have some bitcoins, you might want to make them easily accessible, say via your cell phone. And there are uh, there's a handy website that can help you with that. It's blockchain.info. You go to blockchain.info. You can use their website on your regular computer, and it's got all kinds of features, like uh, you know allowing you to send bitcoins to anybody with an email address or a phone number. Uh, but also, it's got uh, some mobile apps. You go to the mobile app store on an, uh, Android, for instance, you can find the Blockchain.info mobile app. There's also one for jailbroken iPhones, which allows you to have your access to your Bitcoins anywhere you are. And that's a pretty cool feature. All the great features from Blockchain.info are completely free. So head on over there and get started with your online Bitcoin wallet today. Uh, and Take advantage of Blockchain.info as we continue here, uh, Daryl, you were going to tell us, we'll talk about the armored truck here in a little bit, but you were going to tell us why no one's going to be using a credit card, what, within the next few
1: years? Uh, yes. According to Popular Science, the headline of this article is, this is why nobody will use a credit card in a few years.
0: Okay. So is it the chipping thing? Is everybody going to get chipped? Is that
1: it's coming? Uh, no. Used? No. No. Uh, and you actually touched on it when talking about the Bitcoin smartphones. Uh-huh. And just a quick side note before I read this article. Today is the Bitcoin birthday. Apparently really? two years ago today is when Bitcoin was registered on SourceForge.net. SourceForge. Yes. Yes. That one. <laughs> uh, two years ago today, and this is uh, Bitcoin Friday. So find Excellent. out BitcoinFriday.com. And There's Bitcoin Friday is? Today. And that means? Well, it celebrates the two-year birthday mm-hmm. of Bitcoin. And there are currently 65 merchants that are offering
0: discounts to anyone that purchases with Bitcoin. So give you an incentive to yes. buy with Bitcoin as opposed to FRNs, as yes. opposed to the Federal Reserve. And note.
1: then uh, blockchain and BitInstant are also participating. So they're probably doing discounts mm-hmm. on bitcoins for anyone that purchases a bitcoin but getting into this article from popular science and it came out two days ago so this is you know very new information it says entertainment weekly has twice now inserted an lcd screen into its paper magazine to show video ads that's what
0: yes now i'd heard about this technology but it seemed to me unbelievable as in it would be really expensive But I guess they've really brought the cost down. I mean, if you can afford to print out, if you can afford to include an LCD screen in what is essentially a throwaway product, yes, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yes. And it says that's the growing pains that come with an entire medium that is going through an upheaval. You get those little half steps, a nod that, well, this thing... This thing we've used for a long time, it probably won't be around much longer. Mm. But that new thing may be scary or expensive or not quite ready yet, so let's try combining the two. Mm -hmm. A new credit card for MasterCard, as reported by the BBC, is going through those same growing pains. The card, first rolling out in Singapore before the rest of the world sees it, has a built-in grayscale LCD screen and number pad. MasterCard will mostly use those features for security purposes at first, though eventually they plan to roll out bonuses like loyalty rewards and coupons. Also today, and this is from yesterday, also today, Starbucks announced the rollout of Square Wallet to 7,000 of its shops nationwide. Hmm. Square Wallet is an app for smartphones that lets you use your phone to pay. It provides a QR code, which is scanned by the point-of-service machine. Square Wallet is just as secure. You can type in a security code on the phone even more easily than on a weird hybrid credit card. And it serves the purpose of moving us towards a wallet-free future much more effectively than MasterCard.
0: I I wonder though. I mean, I see where they're going with this, and it makes me wonder. You know, are there going to be standards developed by the industry? Has that happened yet? I'm guessing it hasn't. I mean, so if I have to, if I'm going to go to Starbucks, yet, you know, it's still happening. I know, I know. But so part of the growing pains is going to be getting past. That's why I'm saying, you know, if that's happened already, that'd be a good thing. But right now, you know, if I'm going to go to Starbucks and I want to use my phone, I've got to have this other app. But does that app work at other locations, and how many other locations does it work at? Do I need to have a different app if I'm going to Walmart? Do I need to have 17 apps in order to be able to shop at 17 different stores, right. or is it going to be three apps? You know, I imagine there's only so many providers of this service, so well, it's probably a, just this, a handful of apps. This article doesn't
1: say how many different places are using this right. app called Square Wallet, uh, which I'm sure that could be Googled very easily. yes. But it says Square Wallet is actually an in-between technology. Uh, I think, and this is the guy writing this article, says, I think that near-field communication, or NFC, Mm -hmm. will either be the tech or be the basis of the tech that eventually replaces credit cards. And they link to... That's What like they a, call a primer on NFC. No,
0: I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to guess that that is like the speed pass thing that the mobile has, for instance. Uh, very where you, similar, You yes. kind of wave something nearby, a sensor, and bing, it, it picks right. it up. Or, for instance, uh, Mark, who is normally here on weeknights, <clears throat> he just got one of these fancy new Prius cars, and uh, you don't even have to put a key in the ignition. As yes. long as you're sitting there, the, there uh, are you're good. There are
1: actually a lot of cars... Where as long as you have the remote inside the car. Yeah. And it actually doesn't have to be inside the car. It has to be within, I think it's 50 feet of the starter. Huh. Or, you know, the ignition switch. Because I worked at a car wash for a little over a year. And there would be people that they didn't want to leave the remote inside the car. So when we needed to crank the car they would just come stand near the car Mm -hmm. and we could crank the car interesting so it's probably very similar uh and here's where what i think is the scary part some people are going to love this but i think it's kind of scary uh nfc payments let you simply tap your phone to a point of service machine rather than opening an app and scanning a visual code on the phone screen It's more convenient and faster than a QR code. So
0: all somebody has to do is grab your phone, and then they can just go and pay places with it. Yes. Without having to authorize anything. Yes. I guess, in theory, you'll probably have to set up the app to do that. Uh, Maybe the default mode. I would guess that there probably will be security options for those who are conscious of of those sorts of things but that will make it easy cuz the average person like you know the average person doesn't know to set a security code on their wireless router for instance so right. they're not going to know to set a security code on this Yeah and there's uh, just a little bit more We'll to share article. that here in moments 855 450 free I've pulled up the Square wallet uh, page here as well and what do you know about all this feel free to share your thoughts it's free talk live
3: Are you looking for camping hunting survival or shooting gear manventureoutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want at 855 free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We were talking about uh, digital payments, and we'll continue that here in a moment. Uh, Some are suggesting, you know, these future predicting types are suggesting that credit cards are going to go away in a couple years. I think that's pretty optimistic uh, because old tech tends to take a real long time to be eliminated entirely. I and mean, I remember uh, being, you know, working at the big Kmart uh, down in Southwest Florida and uh, being surprised at just how long cassette tapes were still being sold to people. You know, I felt like everybody had CD players, but apparently not everybody had CD players. They were still you know cranking the tunes on their cassette you decks through the late still 90s probably to find a cassette somewhere you mean brand manufactured brand new cassettes possibly probably i wonder somewhere. about that i, I know
1: that, uh, that there are still a few uh musicians that are putting out records
0: right well records have uh they've kind of had a comeback uh records have come back because some people say it's just better sound uh on a on a phonograph Uh But I don't know how I feel about that, but some people say that's true, and uh, so they've come back. But I don't think that there's been a resurgence in cassette tapes. And same thing with VHS. uh, (laughs) 8-track, are they still making new VHS tapes today? I don't think they are. I don't know. I I could not tell you the last time I actually
4: saw
1: a the, movie come out on vhs yeah
0: they may still make vhs tapes as far as you can record something on them those blank tapes uh but i don't think they're manufacturing brand Sounds new like it, uh, movie tapes it's
1: time for a field trip down to the video store here in Keene.
0: i don't think you're going to find just
1: VHS to see in there. what they ha- if they have vhs and who actually goes to a video store
0: anymore <laughs> Well, see, that's just it. You know, we're connected with this uh, new tech. I mean, you, you and know, I. You know, with Redbox. Even with yeah. Redbox. This is the vending machine that you'll yeah, find out in front the, of grocery stores. Know, video
1: rental vending machine. Right. You know, I used to rent videos from there. Or actually, I would buy the video from there. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they'll have stuff on sale for $5. Oh, really? Okay.
0: And? Well, I would buy it from but there instead anymore? of renting. you don't but you don't anymore or you i mean well i don't know where Redbox is around here there's one at price chopper i okay. think but uh if you so i but i thought red box was a rental thing it
1: is but okay. sometimes they will set, it. like if it's something that's been out for a while so when's
0: the last time you rented a video
1: i honestly cannot tell you the last time i rent i've sometimes bought. since the existence of Redbox, though right so uh, like within the last few years i don't think i've actually rented anything out of Redbox. i've bought stuff from Redbox. Mm-hmm. i bought stuff from like the dvd exchange where you can purchase stuff real cheap and then go and resell it you know so i've purchased dvds but i honestly
0: could not tell you the last time that i rented a movie I have rented something at some point within the last six years because there used to be a Blockbuster video here in Keene. They have since shut down. <laughs> yeah. Well, the entire Blockbuster chain went out of business. No, that's not true. Uh, every Blockbuster
1: that I knew existed three years ago is now closed.
0: They've closed a lot of stores, no doubt about it. They've downsized seriously, uh, but I don't I think... thought the entire chain went out. Hmm. If that's true, then maybe I totally. Well, then Blockbuster.com it's still, you know, that still exists. Okay, so uh apparently I was mistaken. Yeah, there. unlimited in-store exchanges. They still yeah. have their uh Blockbuster Total Access program which competes with Netflix. Okay. But gives you the extra ability to actually take the uh, movies in store. You just is, have to live in a really 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 large city to have a Blockbuster I guess anywhere so. near you. Yeah, I mean they certainly have been closing down, and, and video stores have been having a, a tougher and tougher time. But you know I've got to give you've got to give credit where credits due. The local video store here in Keene does a great job of marketing themselves. Uh, you know, they, there's still something about, and maybe we're a maybe mom and pop. It is a mom and pop, yeah, it, it, but it's a big one, and they they do a good job. Maybe you know maybe it's just being old fashioned or something like that. Yeah. There's just something about browsing that is you know, you can't, duplicate online. You can't right. see as many titles at once online. You you know, you, you're not looking with your full vision when you're online. You're just looking at a window yeah. of your vision. And so it's a, it's a different experience that can't be manufactured in a web experience is walking down the aisles of videos. You'll see something there that you wouldn't otherwise see if you were online. Right, But of course then, you know, the online has the benefit of, oh, well, we know what your viewing habits are and so we're going to suggest things to you that our computer system and algorithms think that you're going to like but going back to the what we were talking about uh where you were you know shocked that vhs tapes and tapes might exist still or whatever because we kind of live in this bleeding edge of tech world yeah and you have to always remember that there are still people out there who don't even have internet they, there are people yeah, out they there. they live in like Africa and no, Asia, right? No, no, they probably live within you know a mile from you, and they don't have internet. I mean, Mark just got DSL out where he lives, and he was using a oh, satellite yeah, and the, the until now.
1: The people then. up in Grafton, they connect to the internet with carrier pigeons.
0: Well, they've got DSL out in Grafton now too, but uh, and you're talking about a, a place in New Hampshire that's kind of out in the woods, actually, really out in the woods. Yeah. So we're seeing Internet penetrate further out into rural areas, for instance, and certainly sat- satellite Internet exists. But you have to be interested in these matters to seek them out. And there are some people who are completely satisfied with the way things have always been. Oh, I've got my satellite or cable television. What do I've I need Internet for? I've got my copy for? of Newsweek. I've got oh, my – yeah.
1: I don't have a copy of Newsweek after January. Because, I've got my rented uh,
0: DVD. Uh, you know, I've got uh, I've got my newspaper and they don't, you know, they don't see any reason to change. It's always been this way. It's it works, so why bother going forward with it? And that's the same thing I was talking about with, you know, I was shocked being a young person certainly knowing what the trends of technology were that someone would still use the very inferior audio cassette format, but fact is there were still cars that were being manufactured with audio cassette players into the the last decade yeah you know and i
1: actually owned a uh video cassette player as recently as five years ago wow yeah i couldn't tell you what movies i watched on it but i actually i still have some vhs Tapes,
0: Sony Betamax is still being manufactured, but it's only used by the you know professional video producers right. out there. Well, who, it's much better than the VHS. It is better than it's a better product than VHS, but it's also still, it, you know, it's still pales in comparison to the new digital formats that true, exist but true. it's still there you know for all those legacy operations that are still using the old uh, the old systems so what's you know this is kind of an interesting side to our discussion about payment methods what old tech is still out there and still being manufactured that we don't really even know about mimeograph machines well i don't even know what that is you don't know, okay me and you were
1: not that much different in age no no okay when you were I, I, in elementary school, yeah. do you remember the teacher having this round machine that she would turn a crank on <laughs> to make copies? No, we and never had that. Getting the fresh copy and smelling it because it had that new copy smell? Never
0: had that, man. They had copying machines. Okay. They would go to the office and get copies well, there. M-
1: mimeograph machines are a very old Technology
0: on how to make copies. And are you saying that you know they still exist, or were you just speculating that they might still exist? I'm
1: speculating that they still exist.
0: (laughs) Because I know. I remember carbon paper. You know, I bet bet, uh, kids today don't know what carbon paper is.
1: Uh, Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, carbon paper, mimeographs.
0: So, what technology. Yeah, they're still manufacturing typewriter ribbons too. I mean those things still yeah. exist as well. So, you know, what what old tech is still out there that you know for sure is still out there that would surprise us or surprise our listeners to to know that what people are still buying fill in the blank? So, I'd love to hear from you at 855-453. Do people
1: still use the uh, newspaper presses like what Gutenberg invented
4: the movable no type. Idea.
1: They have one on display if you ever go to the Keene Sentinel and walk inside. Uh-huh. They have an old one on As display. Doesn't Like a museum thing? No, just on display in the office. they're not in, using
0: it. In the office. Yeah. It's like a more of a muse- museum piece. It's not being actively yeah. used. No, it's 855 8- 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line. Add to the discussion or bring up anything.
5: Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.LibertyOnTheRocks.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're talking old tech. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop at shop.freetalklive.com. There are links there to Amazon US, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, And you can uh, shop for whatever it is you're looking for there, because it's Amazon. It's the same great Amazon experience you're used to, with the same awesome selection, the free Super Saver shipping, the great discounted prices, the same Amazon prices you're used to. You're just going in through our links, so Free Talk Live will be given a cut of Amazon's profits. So it's no different to you, except for the extra moment that it takes to go to shop.freetalklive.com. And since we're talking old tech, what better place... To find the products you're looking for. I was just uh, poking around here during the break. And they actually are manufacturing Blu-ray slash VHS players. So you can have all in one device. The ancient technology of VHS from the early 1980s, late 70s, mixed in with... The brand-new, hot, within-the-last-five-years kind of tech of uh, of Blu-ray. I'm waiting on the 8mm VHS Betamax Blu-ray combo. For maximum legacy uh, capabilities. (laughs) So, also, there are some things you just can't get on Amazon, like howtowinincourt.com. They've got quite the package that is only available through howtowinincourt.com. And if you've ever wanted to take a complaint to trial... But didn't want to spend a money on uh, all the money that you'd have to spend on an attorney. HowtowininCourt.com is your solution, and it's the course for people who don't have or don't want an attorney, like me. Uh, that's typically how I am. Although I do have an attorney right now, but that's only because he was willing to come on for free. I'm not willing to pay attorneys for their uh, you know their crazy rates. Uh, this can help you. It teaches you the court's rules, and until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs and defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It's brand new and improved. used to be known as uh, Jurisdictionary. Now it's HowToWinInCourt.com, and it's written so the average eighth grader can learn it over the weekend. Their website's brand new. It's got all kinds of free tools. So go there, check out the freebies, and then buy the course. It costs you less than an hour with a good attorney, and it'll last you a lifetime. HowToWinInCourt.com. Uh, As we continue, we we started talking about new tech as far as Starbucks is introducing... Square Wallet. Square Wallet. They're going to be accepting this at 7,000 plus Starbucks locations, which will make it so you can use your smartphone to pay for your coffee. Uh, And, you know, that's cool. How well it'll end up working out, what the adoption rates will be, those all remain to be seen. How many other businesses will pick up the Square Wallet when you go to their website. They don't really tout... Except, you know, 20,000 businesses. Or they don't really tell you how widely accepted the Square Wallet is, so I, you know, it's hard to say right now. But if more companies like Starbucks start picking it up, it'll only be a good thing for them. Uh, you said there were some concerns you had, but we ended up going off into, maybe we can come back to payment methods later, but we ended up going off into a discussion about old technology and how surprisingly long it takes for it to kind of just peter out. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you go to the, the video store, presuming you even have one in your town, uh, you're probably not going to see VHS tapes. And it kind of brought us into a conversation about VHS and whether or not it still exists. Uh, and VHS, I believe, blanks are still being manufactured. If you look for VHS new releases on, uh, on Google, the first result that comes up is a website that offers videos to correctional institutions – so, you'd think that if VHS were being manufactured and purchased in any significant manner, that it would, sh- you know, some sort of store would show up when you search for VHS new releases. So, it doesn't appear to me that uh, that there's very much coming out, if anything at all, on VHS. But maybe we're just looking in the wrong place, and you can clue us in at 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. According to the New York Times, for some. For movies, some immigrants still choose to hit rewind. South Korean immigrants flowed into Jae Video in Queens on a recent afternoon. Now, this story is published this year, so this is a relatively new piece. Uh, as and if, I'm guessing, you're not talking about uh, people forking over like 30 bucks for the DVD rewinder. No, okay. <laughs> no, that's a that's <laughs> that's a funny product, though. Uh, is that like basically a joke gift that you buy it somebody? Is. Beloved, uh, so they drop off their rentals and pick up new ones. Beloved South Korean soap operas, including *Dumb Mom* and *Delicious Life*, were especially popular. But the customers were not dealing in DVDs. They wanted their movies and television shows on video cassette. Thousands of the cassettes lined the store's shelves. Thousands more were stacked in neat piles on the floor. I'm old-fashioned, Jung Gay Park, age 66, said as she picked out three video cassettes, her weekly allotment. In the age of online streaming and Blu-ray discs, there's still a place where the bulky VHS cassette endures, the immigrant communities of New York City. The survival of the format may speak to a frugal strain among some immigrants, particularly those who are older, who seem more reluctant to embrace the throwaway, ever-modernizing consumer culture of America. Why upgrade to today's technology? Those old cassettes do just fine. The immigrant very much values what they did not have, said Orlando Taban, a leader in the Colombian community of Jackson Heights, Queen, who runs a travel agency and tax preparation office. He says if it still works, they still use it. In Harlem, Sinhalese-owned store, uh, a Sinhalese-owned store stocks cassettes with movies from the expanding African film industry And in at least two shops in Queens, one owned by a Pakistani and the other by a Bangladeshi, supply Bollywood films on video videocassette. Uh, Bollywood is the – I believe it's the Indian version of Hollywood. Yes. Is that right? <laughs> on video cassette, to the borough's large South Asian population, Latinos with a lingering preference for the format shop at Peruvian-owned store in Jackson Heights – in interviews, the store's owner said video cassette sales and rentals, though now only a small and shrinking slice of their business, were sustained in part by older immigrants who seemed less inclined than the young to adopt new gadgetry. South Korean immigrant named Jisuk Choi, age 60, another customer at Hwangjae Video, said she owned a DVD player but never used it. <laughs> she says, Whatever I want to watch, I cannot play it. Ms. Choi said as she rented two tapes, both Korean television dramas. Anyway, she added, using video cassettes, quote, feels like an old Korean tradition, kind of thing, unquote. <laughs> the owner of Hwang Jae Videos, uh, Young Woo Kim, age 52, opened his shop soon after he arrived from South Korea in 1989 when video cassettes were still the reigning format. They now account for about 30% of his business, he estimated. A far higher percentage than at many other video stores that still stock video cassettes. Many of his customers come for a steady diet of new Korean television shows and films. And everything on cassette is also available on DVD, but many people prefer the old format. So, you know, one-
1: you know when I think old Korean
0: tradition, I do not think VHS player. Apparently so. And, uh, and I just, you know... Another question is this is New York City. So, how much of this is going on in the small rural town kind of areas in the rest of the country where, you know, there's some struggling old uh video store that still has their old their old inventory of vhs tapes and they're still renting them out i know that when i was uh at a gas station in i don't even remember what little town some little town here in new hampshire we had, we had just stopped off to you know grab some gas real quick went into the gas station they had an old spinner one of those spinner racks it wasn't a very large one but it was a you know little spinner rack with vhs tapes uh, on them and they were so old the the covers had been sun faded so like they were somewhere near the window in the gas oh, station wow they'd been there for so long i mean we're talking about products that have probably been there sitting there for years A upon year,
6: years two
0: years uh, these were not new releases <laughs> but you know they're still sitting there presumably someone's coming in and renting them otherwise i guess they're just wasting the floor space and
1: just out of curiosity i googled New releases for Laserdisc. Those things have been stopped for years. The last large format or the last large release for the format was Phantom Menace in 1999.
0: 99. Yep, that's right. Shortly after uh, The Matrix. I was actually a Laserdisc buff when I was growing up, so I was very aware of the uh, the decline and, and end of Laserdisc. Let's go to Michael. Uh, I think this is Michael Dean calling from Freedom Fiends. Hey, uh, you're in Wyoming. Yeah. What's up?
7: Yeah. Uh, it, archaic technology is, is a favorite topic of mine and on our podcast, Freedom Fiends, because I'm 48 and my co-host is 28. And I'm constantly mentioning things that he doesn't know what they are,
4: mm-hmm.
7: uh, like flash cubes.
0: Don't know there's that a, one. There's
7: a town in Wyoming that has a population of one, Lost Springs, Wyoming, and they have a store there and they they still sell flash cubes.
0: What is that? <laughs> Yeah that that's a Oh uh, wait no one for cameras me. for cameras right Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yes yeah. the flash cube Yeah I remember those I remember selling those at, uh, at Kmart If you want to continue uh the yeah. old tech talk here stand by we will you. return in moments 855 453 So my question still stands and maybe Michael will be able to answer answer it or maybe you can uh, at 855 450 3733 The question is what old tech is still out there that we'd be shocked surprised to hear is actually still being purchased or rented or whatever it's free talk a,
3: a science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press Quantum Vibe it's year 2523 there are colonies on Venus Mars and Mercury people travel in bubbles fly at hyperspeed with brain implants and artificial gravity a scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Five. There's a robot
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and we are talking about the, I guess we should call it the dulled edge of technology. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not the cutting edge. We're talking old tech. What's still out there? What is it that uh, we'd be shocked to find out that people are still buying? As far as old tech is concerned we're reading a story from the new york times about uh immigrants uh older immigrants being really loving towards that the old vhs cassette uh so much to the uh, point where video stores in certain parts of the city have still 30 percent of sales coming from and rental uh, fees coming from people who are renting and buying video cassettes i uh,
1: wonder how much of those fees are from people that did not rewind the
0: video yeah be kind rewind yes uh 855-450-freeze the toll-free number here we're on with self-professed old tech fanatic michael w dean uh from the freedom fiends and we continue the conversation from last hour go ahead michael
7: so when you played that freedom fiends bump uh in the break on the L R N feed, did you play that from a cart Uh, No. (laughs) You've been in radio long enough to know, like, remember carts, right?
0: Yes, I, yeah, uh, we used carts, but I never used a reel-to-reel. Daryl did, though. Yeah, I I was actually
1: trained on reel-to-reel machines, even did uh, reel-to-reel splicing. I'm 34.
7: 34, okay. Yeah, I'm 48, and I've, like, it's been a really neat time to be alive, because there's probably been, well, there has been more technological innovation in my lifetime that I've got to see and play with, and... Let's see. Okay. I remember mini mini graph machines. They had them in my school. I remember film strips which were little like carts that played a rotating film.
0: I remember that. Uh, they had like a cassette yes. that went along with it and then you would have to yeah. hit the play button on the cassette at the, the same time as you'd start the, uh, the the film strip. Yes.
7: Uh when I was in school they had a record. It was before cassettes. It would go with the film strip.
4: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> An
7: actual record with the record player. Um <laughs> I started making films on Super 8 film in 1979 when I was 15. -hmm. Uh, I I recorded 13 records. 12 of them have been recorded on multi-track tape. Uh, You know, everything from 4-track cassette, Porta Studios, to 24-track 2-inch tape in a big studio. Uh, The biggest thing that I'm going back to now is tube preamps. I'm really digging tube preamps. Nima and I both use them on the Freedom Fiends. And, uh, you know, we're using digital technology and everything else. But there are two preamps. You just cannot get the quality of sound, you know, the warmth that you get from a two preamp with any kind of computer simulation. It's the one. There's so much random nature in it that computers just can't do it. Hmm.
0: I, I don't even know what uh, what that is. I and mean, I know what tubes are, but I, I'm not. you're talking about for audio?
7: Yeah. Huh. Like, you know, you have that great piece of rack mount equipment. What is it?
0: We have, uh, we have uh, microphone processors for each mic uh, in the studio. Is that what we're talking about here?
7: Uh, that's probably solid state, but we yeah. use stuff like that that's got tubes in it.
0: Interesting. Vacuum yeah. tubes. Yeah,
1: vacuum, vacuum tubes vacuum. are still being processed. And I just, for fun, decided that I would Google 110 camera. Do you remember the 110s? The one ten that? What is that? It no. sounds familiar. I
7: remember the Polaroid land camera.
1: Okay. Uh, no, the one ten actually was put oh, yeah, out it was by 127,
7: Kodak. Right? It's one twenty seven. You took flash cubes. I'm looking at it now.
1: No, uh, it's a miniature version of Kodak's one twenty six film. Ah. Uh, and okay. there's actually a company it. It, it, that is now reproducing one ten cameras because Kodak
7: yeah, doesn't make film now, cameras. It has anymore. a flash cube on top of it. Those things I was talking about that you use yes. for, you know to flash. To to illuminate the 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 thing you're taking a picture of.
4: Right? Yeah.
0: No, the Kodak yeah. does not make cameras anymore. Am I correct about that? Uh, I believe that they, is correct. No,
7: Kodak but, just sues people for patent violations now. Hmm. Oh, uh, did they stop making digital cameras?
0: Kodak actually
1: pretty much ceased most of their business. Act- <laughs> no, they don't <laughs> no, make. They ceased they most, make of most of their business activity right recently.
7: People for for copyright for patent infringement and hmm. licensing things to people.
0: That's sad. Yeah. So what else did you uh, – what, what, what would be surprised – though? I mean, you're kind of going through more of a list of stuff you experienced, uh, Michael Dean. Are there things that are out there still today that people are purchasing that we'd be surprised to hear about?
7: There are still a few studios that are purists that record onto multi-track tape, but nobody makes it anymore, so they have to reuse it. And, mm. you can, and it's like they sell it on eBay used, like from – other people's projects, and you just erase it and record over it. That's one I can think of. Um,
1: you erase it with I know, magnet? I
7: don't know a guy that's got a car that takes, uh, you know, lead gas, and he has to add lead
4: additives <laughs> <to> it.
7: <laughs> you know, it's a 30-year-old uh, Ford Econoline step van. But, I mean, it's probably illegal to do that, but he does it.
0: All right, Michael, thanks for sharing uh, your thoughts tonight. Do appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Paul. He's listening in Arizona. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, still looking to hear, by the way, turn down your radio in the background, if you would, please. Uh, Still looking to hear of something that's relatively, you know, used by people today that we'd be surprised about. Go ahead.
8: Well, hi. uh, Yeah, I'm Paul. I've I've moved from California to Arizona, so I'm one state closer to New Hampshire. Just Um, barely. This discussion on... uh, An old technology, uh, I just moved a bunch of stuff. uh, And, uh, well, yes, I've got the open-reel decks, and I've got the cassette decks. I've got uh, 8-track tapes, which I can no longer play. Uh Uh, I had a thing that recorded those once. (laughs) But I unearthed a couple of machines, which were the first commercially available home video cassette players and recorders, something called CartraVision.
1: Wow. Uh, I am not familiar with CartraVision.
8: Yeah, it was the it was before Beta. It was before VHS. It was the early seventies, and uh, it was manufactured by a small company out in California. And it utilized a. Uh, I mean, I could get all geeky on you and say that it recorded twenty fields per second out of sixty, uh, and the picture was kind of kind of strange. But uh, it was color, and it was a cartridge you stuck in, and they were sold as a console. So there were no standalone players, so what I have is like a a couple of chassis uh with no covers on them um, but uh also, I've got something uh, that goes way back a wire recorder, which they used to use back in the forties uh recorded on spools of very thin steel wire um,
0: <laughs> This is, is like an on air be- version of an old <laughs> junk store. Uh, there's a store in downtown Keene. Uh, where
1: oh, the
0: hi-fi, the hi-fi, the hi place. Uh, have you been in? You know, I told you about it, right? But you, you told been me about it, right? So there's this store in downtown Keene where uh this guy and I haven't been in in years, but when I first moved here, Mark and I were just walking around downtown and we just went in there to see what it was, and you know it's supposedly a hi-fi repair place, uh, sales and repair place, but you walk in and you're walking into what is appears to be a pack rat's den. Uh, It's just piles of stuff everywhere in no sort of organized manner. There's no floor space in which one could go and look at some sort of display units or anything like that. And it's it's just mind-boggling how the guy even pays his rent. Uh, I mean, he must be grandfathered in at some old old rent rate or something like that, because I can't imagine there are any significant amount of people coming in and bringing him VHS decks or DVD players to repair, especially when you can go and buy a new you know new DVD player for twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, So you know you go back in there and it's just like this throwback to uh, to all this old tech. I I didn't mean to to sidetrack you there from uh, reminiscing, Paul. Go ahead.
8: No, but uh, it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, There's a place out in California uh, on San Fernando road called apex electronics. Uh, it's this huge place. It's been there forever. And it's, it's just like you described, except not only is it VHS video decks, it's old electronic parts from everywhere from old rotary switches to, uh, you know, old, uh, they have broadcast, uh, beta, uh, decks. I mean, it's just this insane graveyard of technology from, uh, from uh radio radar but yet some
0: some sort uh, of business is being done right like somebody's buying or selling things there because they're paying the rent
8: yeah oh no they've been there for years yeah and i walked in there i i I wanted to show my my friend athena uh the place and i literally walked in the front door and it looked just the way it did 20 years ago
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks paul for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you 855-450-FREE. Still no real answers, though, to my question. Floppy disk. Floppy disks? Are they still being manufactured? Really? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I I still have floppy disk drives. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here tonight 855-450-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. With you here tonight it's Ian and Daryl. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we share with you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of archives by the way. They go way back all the way to 2006 and beyond now. We just this week re-released the original two seasons of Free Talk Live, so from back in 2002 to 2004, you can listen to every single episode that Free Talk Live made back then, except for a couple that just didn't get recorded due to technical difficulties. Pretty much got them all down. Real real, Uh, real machine not working that day? No, I was actually recording them off the air. (laughs) So I was recording from, uh, from a receiver at my house at that time. And then I would start the recording before I left, and then I would stop the recording when I came back. And every now and then, you know, like the computer would crash or a power failure would happen or something like that. So we missed a couple episodes because of that. Um, And those episodes are available now over at archives.freetalklive.com. They are in torrent form, so you have to have a torrent client like uTorrent, for instance, to uh, download these. Because they're a little more obscure. I mean, this is old school. It's going back. It's a throwback. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to get your hands on them. We didn't upload them to SoundCloud for a variety of different reasons, but if you want them, they're there for you. And if you uh, enjoy that, then by all means, feel free to contribute to the Free Talk Live AMP program, which we'll tell you about later. And right now, I want to tell you about SACL CAI. Some things that are old, you definitely don't want anything to do with, like old accounts that you can't collect on. SACL CAI can handle that for you. They uh, do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Now, SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Once again, that's SACL CAI. Their banner is, by the way, right at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. So I'd ask the question about old technology, which is kind of where... We've gone off on a, quite a tangent here uh, tonight, talking about old tech that's still in use today. What what would we be surprised to hear that people are still purchasing and actively seeking and using today? Uh, and you know, we haven't really gotten any answers by phone, but folks are answering on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and there's some good ones here. Uh, Gavin Deller on Facebook says dot matrix printers, and he's absolutely right. There are still businesses. <laughs> And especially government agencies that are still using dot matrix printers. I
1: was at an art museum down in San Antonio. And one of the pieces on display, it was what they call it, you know, mixed media. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff was done using a dot Dot matrix. matrix. And then it was colored in.
0: (laughs) You can still find it every now and then. You'll be at some agency and then they'll hand you a printout. And it's got those holes on the side. And that's, you know, that's coming from a dot matrix printer. They don't make them like that anymore. But apparently they still do uh, for old tech. And that's one of the problems with, you know, government is a government doesn't upgrade its systems. And same thing with old industry, too. I mean, old industry that's... Airlines know, actually still use dot matrix. Is that right? As of... Because you used to work in
1: a baggage... Uh, I worked for an airline. I was baggage handler, then uh,
0: customer service agent. Right. It's one of those things where your business, it works fine how it is. Uh, why bother hiring programmers uh, or industry consultants to come in and, and rework your whole system just so you can move to uh inkjet or, uh or you know laser printer? Yeah. So, another one here. Thomas Pacheco says CDs and fax machines. CDs, not quite. Uh, I, I don't know. CDs are old tech, but they you know there are still music stores. They're still being sold. They're still. I think CDs besides besides MP three and digital delivery CDs are still the other way to listen to music. Don't you yeah, think?
1: Yeah. For the most part,
0: uh, home telephone says Brett Perry. That's another one. A lot of people are yeah. moving to uh, cell phones today. Home phones are more difficult to find than ever. I I was looking to buy an office phone, and it's you know you go to Walmart. There's one choice. You don't get a bunch of different options anymore like you used to. I mean, I remember working uh, the electronics department at the big Kmart in the '90s. There were plenty of phones to choose from there, of course, cordless and corded yeah. uh, varieties. And now, psh, good luck finding any selection.
1: Have you seen the fold hand the handset that plugs into the smartphone? Uh, yeah,
0: I've, I've seen that. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Like the one that looks like an old uh, rotary dial. Kind of, or just, you mean like no, an just, old, It's just, a, but it looks like the handset from yeah. like a rotary dial yeah. phone. Uh, other suggestions here. Blankets. Yeah, from Jay Freeville. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, the Daniel freeman Koning says, the state. That's cute. 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Gary listening in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Gary. Hey,
9: how's it going? Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight?
9: Hey, um, Nima mentioned briefly vacuum tubes. You said a vacuum tube preamp.
0: Uh that was uh, Michael Dean from the Oh Freedom was that Michael Dean? Okay.
9: Well yep. oh, one of those guys. One yep. of those guys, Dean. <laughs> um, they still manufacture vacuum tubes, uh, in Russia. I don't know about the US, but they are highly, highly coveted for uh guitar amplifiers and a lot of, you know, big time mainstream uh musicians use them still. Uh like you said, there's some kind of like complexity. There's like harmonics that it generates that are not they're kinda unplanned, they just kinda the way you pick it, the way you play it, whatever you put in, kind of gets a different sound out of it. And they they've come real close. They do have there's manufacturers that have tube, kind of tube sounding amps, but really, they really haven't quite completely ever reproduced the vacuum tube uh, amplifier. And it's, it's so
0: awesome. the, the it's the imperfections in the old tech that people are seeking.
1: Uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the reasons a lot of people like. Records is because the white noise, the pops, and the crackle that
0: you hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess some people, you know, they just. New and f- Spangly does not uh, excite them. Uh, but, you know, like I've got a. What I've got pulled up here is a New York Times article where they're talking about VHS and how some uh, independent and low budget horror films are being released on VHS. This was published about a year ago. And uh, there's one guy here quoted josh schaefer who's the founder of horror magazine Lunch Meat, says i enjoy the aesthetics of vhs i like putting it in the vcr and rewinding and pausing and fast forwarding <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience nobody gets to do anymore because they consider vhs dead and isn't that masochistic to some extent yeah. i mean who besides somebody who enjoys torture would want to rewind a tape Oh, and just a yeah, quick you know, Google think,
1: search for vacuum tubes, I came across there's a website that claims to have five thousand different vacuum tubes yeah. in stock.
0: Go ahead, Gary.
9: Um, I think tech I think there's like a life cycle. There's like shiny new state of the art, and then it gets discarded because there's something better. And then but then there's like campy. And then it goes from campy to antique.
4: Mm-hmm. And I think
9: people keep going back to that stuff. Like, have you ever watched that American Pickers show?
4: No, I don't really There's, watch TV. You know,
9: that's, that's, you know antiques, that's, why does anybody need an offset press, you know?
0: Great point. And why does anybody even
9: have many of them around anymore? Yeah, that's
0: interesting, you know, that uh, Campy, and I think that a lot of these uh, technologies are definitely in the Campy phase. Although, I don't know if uh, they will ever, you know, maybe some things that are Campy won't ever reach Antique because they'll just be so useless that nobody will ever want, you know, an old collection of uh, cassette tapes someday. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Because Antiques have to be more unique, don't they, for people to really be into them? I don't know. I'm not into Antiques. It's Free Talk Live.
3: Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com.
0: Take control of these airwaves here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI to toll-free line, one 450 3733 With you tonight, is Ian and Daryl. Daryl Perry is here with us, courtesy of his website, fpp.cc. That's somewhere you can go to get some liberty-oriented news coverage in both uh, old-school print format as well as uh, the new internet delivery methods. You've got a radio thing that you do, a news uh, weekly news update. Yes and you're all you are also printing an anachronism i mean you're you're doing a, a newspaper yeah which is uh, cool
1: books and newspapers started off doing books and then uh put out a newsletter for a couple of years and then a couple months ago turned that newsletter into a newspaper
0: like the cd books newspapers still have a fairly heavy installed user base uh you know cds are still out there people are still buying them audio cassettes on the other hand not so much we've been talking about old technology we're going to continue with you and your calls here at 855-450-FREE and i know daryl you wanted to take this in a slightly different direction uh also want to let you know about bit instant we talked about bitcoins earlier bitcoins are really interesting because you want to talk about new tech uh bitcoins what did you say it's uh it's the anniversary for bitcoins today two year anniversary it feels like they've been around a little bit longer than that but uh this is is something worth looking into you can go to weusecoins.org learn about how it's a decentralized free market currency that actually allows you to completely be in control of your money you don't have to ask anyone's permission to get started you don't have to you know jump through any kind of Regulatory hoops. It's not being issued by a corporation or a government or anything like that. Uh, go to weusecoins.org to learn more. and When you're ready to get your first bitcoins, bitinstant.com can help you turn cash into bitcoins at over a million locations in something like 30 countries. And they've got a bunch of different options for you. You can now even do it by a bank deposit online. Uh, so bitinstant.com is where you can go to learn more about the, uh, those options and get your Bitcoins for the first time and second time and the third time. I've done it a bunch of times over at <laughs> bitinstant.com. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. One of my questions was, what kind of old tech is still out there that we'd be surprised to hear that people are still using. We went through a few good ones like dot matrix printers, uh, of course, audio cassettes. Uh, I guess there's there's a uh, news story here out of The Guardian from, it's a little old now, 2010, where apparently some companies have gotten back into manufacturing audio cassettes. We can talk more about that here in a moment, but let's go uh, and bring Bill on the air. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WXNT in Indy. Hey, guys. Hey, Bill. So go ahead.
10: I don't know if this will qualify as uh, electronics, but an old manual
0: typewriter, I mean, I've got a couple of those. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, Can you still get the ribbons for them? That's the thing. I can't find the ribbon. Yeah, I have the, the ribbon in, in that there. case, the ribbon I wouldn't say it qualifies. Then we're just talking about a, a tech junkyard as opposed to something that's still being you know, purchased. There are still typewriter ribbons being manufactured, however.
10: Oh, that would, that would be nice. I could yep. probably still get them then if I wanted to send away for one, do you think?
0: I imagine so. They're probably more expensive now, though, because of the lower demand. So technology has kind of a curve. If you, look at, uh, if you look at the price of computer products, for instance, there's brand new computer products that cost a lot, lot, lot of money. And then there's kind of the mid-range products that are really cheap. And then on the back end of computer products, where if you're looking for older computer products, products that just aren't as valuable in the market anymore, as far as their demand is concerned, A Texas Instrument something, or or whatever, or it could just be you know memory that was popular five years yeah. ago. It's going to be more expensive than the mid-range better products now. So it's
1: almost an inverse bell curve,
0: right? Right, and that's how technology works. So as products become less popular in the the world of tech, they get more expensive simply because you know it's just not in the interest of those businesses to manufacture uh, typewriting. They're going to do they're going to manufacture typewriter ribbons because there's still demand for them, but nowhere near as high of a demand, and so therefore they can't get the same kind of discounts for bulk manufacturing that they used to, and that sort of thing.
10: I got a. Um, he mentioned Texas Instruments. I got a couple of those that um, they don't. They would work, but they don't have the the battery pack will no longer hold a charge. That's what it is. Yeah. These plug in the wall, and you 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 plug them in the wall about three hours or eight hours. I forget the, only the time, and then you get a charge, and you could carry them around, portable. You know, and use them for maybe three to five
0: hours. What are we talking about here? Calculators? What? Yeah, calculators. Okay.
1: okay. Oh, okay. I, I was actually <laughs> thinking the old desktop. Texas yeah. Instrument computers that had you know less than a megabyte of memory. I'm just oh, trying to envision a
10: plug-in
0: calculator right now. I mean, oh, if, I was
10: just w- talking about a calculator. Yeah, when he said Texas Instruments, that jogged my memory that I got
0: a couple of those. So they had calculators with rechargeable batteries back yes. in the day. Yeah, I had one when I was a kid. All I remember is the solar powered ones. Oh, oh that, that's a newfangled. Yeah, right there.
10: Hey, I've even got an, I got an old adding machine that you plug in the wall and it uses those.
0: I remember floor. with the ticker tape uh, on there. Okay. You yeah. got it. Hey, thanks, Bill, make... for the call, man. Appreciate okay, you here. Okay, the... yeah, Let's go to uh, 855-453, where David is on the line, also in Indy, listening to WXNT. Hey, David. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
9: Okay, I've got something. Um, if, <laughs> if you ever went shopping in a grocery store in the 80s, you might remember this, and they still make them, believe it or not. Um, I got this from my employer, so I'm not exactly sure how much it costs, but I, I do know there's a, one company that still makes them. We call it a Garvey gun, and do you remember this? Um, uh, this is like if you wanted to put prices on Kansas soup, let's say. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you remember the sticker thing? You know, where they had. Uh,
0: yes. You
9: know, yeah. Talking about a trigger, and it would put the you know or actually any color sticker.
0: Yep, I've and used then, those before.
9: Right. Yeah. Believe it or not, they still make those.
0: I believe that. Sure.
9: Yeah, and it's uh, it's just one of those things you almost never see anymore.
0: Industry equipment uh, like that doesn't go away uh, very fast because, again, you know, businesses businesses that have done things one way are going to keep doing them that way until there's a real incentive for them to change how they do business to take on whatever that that increased cost is. Such and as there's... not being able to find the rolls of stickers anymore. Right, uh, but those well, things I... are still going to be out there because you know there's still a value for a thrift store or something like that that doesn't need an electronic inventory system but still needs a quick way to put a price uh, on a product.
9: Right. And it's, it's a real art form trying to load the thing. Um, <laughs> if, if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's really tr- tricky. I have to do it maybe once a year. And uh, <laughs> it takes a while. But, you know, because that's one of, I think, one of the most overlooked inventions of, of the past 30 years is the barcode. Mm. Nobody really thinks about it, but it's all over the place.
0: Yeah, they're ubiquitous, okay. and now we're starting to see yeah. them. Now that this is an old tech now, right? Barcode is is yeah. old tech. It's being replaced by the QR code. There are some products yeah, that have both of them on them. the the two D and the three D barcode. I have not seen a three D barcode. What well, it's called it a three
1: D barcode. It's sort of the precursor to the QR code, huh?
0: Where instead of just going in a lot, yeah, the uh, I believe it's a circular interesting yeah Yeah. you're gonna have to pull that one up for me because i'm gonna have to see what that looks like but you are starting to see products with both the barcode the old upc code uh, the universal product code and uh and also the new qr codes on them and some of the uh point of purchase places like walmart or wherever i don't know who's who's compatible with it yet but some of them can scan the new qr codes and pull up prices with uh with those okay yeah the 3d barcode it actually looks a lot more like a qr code Mm mm-hmm
1: but it just doesn't have the little squares in the corners. Oh, You'll they, see okay. these on
0: postage. Yeah, I mean, the, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. they look almost exactly like yeah. a, like a but QR it's, code. you
1: know, just slightly different than the QR.
0: So uh, anything else you want to share, David? <laughs>
9: no, actually, now you've got me curious. Now, this QR code, what? Is- I think you lost me somewhere. Ah, okay. Thought, See, I we're probably, talking. Seen, we're talking too I cutting probably, edge here.
0: Uh, so, well, the, I've
9: probably seen it, but I mean, what is the advantage over the traditional barcode? I mean, uh,
0: what, you know, more information in a smaller place, uh, I believe, is the is the answer. And more versatile information. You can
1: set up a QR code. To a where website when, it, when you scan it with a smartphone, it takes you to a website.
0: Right. So, for instance, uh, you'll you'll see these. They're they're square codes. Uh, they are pixelated with black and white, so it's on off. So it's digital, right? So what what's happening is your uh, your phone is is scanning that. They're, it's looking at it. Lasers can also scan it, I believe, and pick up that information. And basically, it's you know a certain number of bits that's encoded in this picture. Uh, You'll see them on magazines. You'll see them in newspaper ads. You'll see them. You'll see them. You'll note once you know what you're looking for, you'll see them everywhere. Just look for QR code on the internet, and I'm sure a bunch of them will come up. There's even websites that'll allow you to make your own, so you can put them on your own products. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. it's free talk live throwback edition eight five five four fifty three that's the SACL cai toll free line joining you tonight it's ian and daryl we're throwing back uh, in that we're discussing old technology and what's still out there shockingly what is it that you'd be surprised to find out people are still using like uh, vhs cassette tapes 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number also want to make sure that you know how to support free talk live sure you can still send us a check that's something right checks are old tech uh you can still send a check but we'd prefer you do it online uh, through amp.freetalklive.com become a free talk live amplifier For as little as five bucks a month, and we'll take that five bucks in, and we'll invest it into Free Talk Live. Get on more radio stations across the country. Bring more internet listeners on board with the show. Radio's old tech too, uh, but it's a good old tech. It's a it's an old tech that hasn't lost its edge. It hasn't lost its uh, its penetration. I guess Uh, the radio is heavily penetrated in the marketplace. Most people still have. uh, You know, if you're driving around. Most people still have a, a radio in their car. Whether they're using it or not is another question, and statistics show that most people still do use radios that drive uh, at some point during their, uh, during their week. Like, a, a super, super majority of people still use radio. Now, if radio has any problems, it's because it's got bad programming, and that uh, the FCC exists to prevent new uh, up, new upstarts and innovators from coming in and programming unique, fresh content. Uh, radio's got its share of problems, but it's not really on the tech side. I mean, radio's a reliable product that still works. You turn that car on, it comes on. And uh, it's still, you know, internet's great, but it's not, it's not that way. You've got to pull up the you know, the internet uh, radio, you've got to click, you know, connect to whatever you're going to connect to, and then you got to wait for the buffering uh, portion to pass, and then you'll get your audio. So long as you still have a solid uh, internet signal, you don't lose any of the, the signal anywhere. Well, because... and then
1: there's also, instead of just buffering on your end, buffering
0: from the transmission end. That's true. Yep. So, uh, so, again, we're talking old tech here. Eight five five four fifty free Get you on the air, and we'll continue. I know you had somewhere else you wanted to go with this, yeah. Daryl, but uh, there's still folks that want to tell us about, you know, what might still be out there. Or we have kind of have a mix between people reminiscing about their, their old stuff that they still have, like old plug-in calculators that uh, apparently you charged up with a battery pack so you could take it places. And uh, that's before my time. And, and actually, and, I,
1: I didn't really want to, like, Take it somewhere. Just sort of tweak it. Things that are still in use that you don't realize are old. Mean meaning as you use them. Staplers. Okay. Staplers okay. have been around since the eighteen seventies. Right. Hole punches. Microwaves. I mean, microwaves old tech. Uh, a loom. You know, weaving. Sure, looms. for weaving. Yeah. Uh, screen printing has actually been around since like 900-something
0: A.D. It was used in Asia. Yeah, if you've got more to add to that list, uh, feel free to do it at 855-453. That's probably a really long list, though. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we have. I mean, if yeah. you want to look around you, I mean, some things have been upgraded somewhat right. over the years. But like windows, I mean, walls, we really get right down into. But the, you
1: know, like most people don't really think screen printing. Yeah. They think that's a relatively newer electricity. Thing. <laughs> you know, that's that's 3D old. Printing
0: has been around since the 80s. Really? Now yes. that's that's a shocker because that seems new. Yeah. Well, it's now 3D printing is now getting to the realm of being something you can own. I don't know what it cost back in the 1980s. I have um, no clue. But I imagine like the old computers it was probably as big as a room and uh cost as you know twice as much. So, let's go to you and your thoughts and talk to Robert listening in the shadow of the nation's capital. You're on Free Talk Live. How are you listening tonight, Robert?
11: Hi folks, uh, I'm listening to you guys on uh I always They keep changing the number. I guess it's Galaxy 19 these days.
0: Okay, and, great. Uh, so you're actually listening via free-to-air. That's interesting. We hardly ever hear from people listening via free-to-air. And free-to-air is kind it's of old tech as well. Fun habit. Say what? There's
11: crazy, wacky... There, it's a tremendously fun habit to, uh, to scan satellites. There is crazy, wacky stuff up there <laughs> waiting for you to watch.
0: Tell me about and, some including,
11: of it. Um, I've seen... Uh, uh, let's see. There's a very popular blonde sportscaster lady and uh in a time between where she's supposed to be on camera she was talking trash about her own show Mm. i've seen um uh the sports people are the worst i've seen these women sportscasters talking about their uh history of conquest shall we say wow uh
4: (laughs) (laughs) now what you're talking about in the
11: iraq war it was really over the top because back then, they, we actually still had a feed of Saddam's TV station with uh, his face floating in a heart over a bunch of guys dancing with AK-47.
0: So, <laughs> and this was state yeah. TV? Air is an amazing hobby. So, yeah, you're talking about free-to-air satellite, which is uh, one of the more obscure methods uh, by which people can listen to Free Talk Live, as well as some of the other uh, the other shows at LRN.FM, because LRN.FM has a channel up there, and it's basically my hobby. So I pay a bunch of money for uh, for you know this free-to-air access. And essentially what free-to-air is, is it's the satellite equivalent of what used to be free-to-air TV. You know, like you used to get the rabbit, rabbit ears, and you could pull down a handful of local TV. TV stations. Well, free-to-air satellite allows you to pull down literally, you know, hundreds of uh, free television and radio stations. Now, most of it's junk. You'll never want to, you know, you'll never want to watch like a bunch of religious channels that are absolutely intolerable. But some of them are really bizarre, uh, you know, unusual um, international International. channels. That uh, like there's the Nigerian Television Authority. If you want to watch Nigerian state TV in English, they've got that for you. Uh, You can watch, uh, you know, Chinese state TV. You can watch uh, all kinds of... Can I watch
1: British Parliament?
0: No, that's not there. But there's all kinds of Middle Eastern stuff. Mostly, it's mostly foreign language uh, things. But what you were describing earlier, Robert, are what are called wild feeds, correct? Um,
11: Actually, these, I guess you you probably call it backhauls, but it's, it's like when the, uh, the truck shows up at an event that's newsworthy yep. and they crank up the big uh, tower and point it at the sky and the guys, you know, standing in the rain getting windblown during the hurricane, um, you get to see the parts of that conversation that don't make it onto the official news show.
0: Right, so they're basically transmitting unencrypted. So the like the Fox News, they show up on the scene, like you were saying, they start transmitting up to a satellite with their uh, their their satellite truck,
1: and then someone the, grabs it. Right, sort of
0: like that's how they got the Bill O'Reilly will do it live. Exactly, flip. where Bill O'Reilly exactly. curses and and flips out. And I I'd, I'd heard those were called wild feeds simply because you never know when and where they're going to show up. Um, but if you yeah, have the but right, yeah,
11: that actually the 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 T V networks have blocks of them kind of predefined mm-hmm. and so you you know where you just don't know when. I see. And then um sometimes you'll get events like if there's a concert and the only way they can get the concert from where it is to where it needs to be to be transmitted to the world. Uh a lot of the time it's fiber now and you can't see that but if they use a satellite sometimes you'll get to watch the the raw uh concert mm. while it's going on, which is kind of neat. Including yeah. opera, it turns out.
0: That is an interesting hobby. So tell me, did you find Free Talk Live through your satellite dish or did you find us online first and then sought us out there?
11: Oh heavens no. Um I'm I'm uh I don't know I don't know that I would ever call myself card carrying, but uh <laughs> I've been around the uh, freedom-oriented community for a long time, so I think I found out about you guys online.
0: All right, very time. good. Well, it's nice to know somebody out there is using the uh, satellite feed that I pay hundreds of dollars a month to uh, to maintain, so <laughs> I appreciate that. Anything else you want to share tonight, Robert?
11: Yeah, so I have a technology that continually amazes me. I mean, they, they, they do it for really good reasons, but if you want to know uh, a sector that is, probably the most amazingly conservative when it comes to upgrading stuff. Uh, General aviation is probably it. So I'm a pilot, and I fly little planes. And it may surprise you to know, since your cars have had electronic ignition for, oh, God, 30 or 40 years now, that most general aviation airplanes still use a thing called a magneto which is like the little generator on your bicycle you used to use to run the light when the wheel spun it, uh, to actually run the spark plugs in the engines. And the reason mm-hmm. is they're dumb simple, and they don't break that much, but it took battles to get electronic ignition into little airplanes, and most of them still don't have it. And one of the things that did was it made an entire control, the mixture control, just go away because the computers can do that stuff faster than humans can. Now, have you ever had uh, to
1: air start one of your aircraft?
11: Oh, God. uh, Well, in training.
0: (laughs) That sounds scary. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Robert. (laughs) Appreciate hearing from you. you. 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Hour number three is on the way. You may call in about whatever's on your mind. Maybe you still have some old tech uh, that uh, is out there that you, you still want to reveal to the audience or you can bring up anything that you want. Take control. This is free talk live Hi, I'm Derek ji don't want a politician to
6: represent me to me Government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The Empire does not require my consent.
0: Derek J.'s Victimless Crimes Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free, 855 450 Free. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we share with you there. Lots of different stuff. Uh, We give it all away, and you can enjoy over at freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content on the site as well. So you see something online that you want to share with us, share with our uh, listeners. Submit it as show prep. It then appears on the upcoming stories page. At that point, people will then vote on it, hopefully. Hopefully, it will acquire enough votes to make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head on over to freetalklive.com. For those of you that are just tuning into the program, you are coming into the middle of a conversation about old technology. And what started the whole conversation was a a discussion about new tech and new uh, payment methods. That, uh, for instance, Starbucks is going to be implementing Square Wallet. Yeah, where uh, you'll be able to come in with your smartphone and pay with the Square Wallet program, which uses near field communication. I believe is what uh, one of the yes. texts NFC. Yep, uh, and also uh, you can scan QR codes. And the as NFC well. is already being used by you know some gas
1: stations with the Quick Pass. Yep. I think uh, the toll road the well, Easy no, the Easy Pass. That's RFID. Is it? But it's still. It's very similar. mm Hmm. Yeah, because you just have to be in the vicinity of
0: right. something. So we're, we were talking about the uh, the new tech, and that kind of led into a conversation about old tech. And the question was, you know, what what old tech's still out there and still in service? What is it that people are using today uh, that you'd be surprised, that people would be a little bit surprised to hear that people are still using? And uh, – Barbara Cavelli on Facebook says analog watches and 35 millimeter film. I mean, even watches alone, I think, are less popular today than previously. Just, I couldn't tell you the last time I wore a watch. It was. A, it's been a long time for me. I mean, ever since I've had a cell phone, basically, I have seen no reason to have a watch because the cell phone provides the same reason I would have a watch. Well, it's a even little before less. Before I had a
1: cell phone, and I didn't wear a watch just for because- really. I don't like the way it felt. Just having something on my wrist, mm-hmm.
0: I don't like. I, that was never an issue for me, but uh, you know, for and of course, having something on your wrist is going to be the fastest way to check the time. Because if you've got a cell phone, you got to pull it out of your pocket right. or off the the holster, or turn it on, and then check the the time. Uh, so, but uh, you know, as far as for me it's just not worth it some people are saying here on our facebook page that uh brian sovereign says i still wear a calculator watch that casio still makes brand new so that's pretty old does school. anybody
1: still have the old
0: television watch whoa no what is that like dick tracy i mean what yeah what's a where it had watch? like a little miniature television Wow. No, I don't know if I've ever seen that.
1: How about the old uh, portable TVs? Do you remember? I remember portable portable
0: TVs. That's why I'm saying I can't imagine them getting TV tech down to a size where you could uh, have it on a watch. It was very
1: horrible picture
0: right i can't imagine it would receive much of anything i mean because you'd have to have the because it'd have to be an antenna based tv right like you wouldn't be jacking in your playstation to that or anything like that no it so,
1: had you know like a little small receiver yeah you had to be right. standing you have the to be right by place. the transmitter you had to be in the right place to get a signal right but...
0: <laughs> so uh pinball machines according to gary f yeah, although pinball Ooh. machines are still being manufactured, I think that uh, well, though I guess that qualifies, right? Like something that's kind of old, still, right. be, still being still really
1: being used. They're really old, and yeah, I'm surprised that they're actually still being made. Yeah, I know they, I've they seen still the make old.
0: them. Yeah, you know, if you if you go into, uh, you know, I guess the occasional food p- joint and or yeah,
1: there's a pizza place that still has one. Yep. in the lobby. Here close.
0: And there are still people that make money off of repairing those because pinball machines are constantly needing uh, to be repaired. So let's go back here to your phone calls and see what you think. Jackson, Mississippi, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
5: Yes. Hi, guys. Uh, Well, the uh, RCA ribbon microphone would definitely fall in that category. And uh, if anyone is lucky enough to hold on to one, they're worth thousands of dollars. Whoa. And they haven't, haven't been made in decades, but they're highly desired for recording studios and hmm. uh, broadcast stations. And uh, there are, are certain shops that will uh, replace the ribbon. And I think there's an invitation manufacturer making those things now. But, of course, RCA hasn't made any broadcast equipment in several decades.
1: Now, the, the that ribbon RCA, microphone is, it, uh... is,
5: is the best one.
1: Jack, I, I'm sorry I spoke over you there for a second. Uh the ribbon microphone, is that like the one that Johnny Carson used to have on his yeah. desk there on uh the Tonight Show?
5: Right. And also now now Assure made one too that hasn't been made, but of course the RCA was the king of it. And it was the big round bullet shaped thing that, that had a you know a, a bullet around top and a bottom. And I think I think Carson did have that. And uh of course, that, together with the tube microphone, it just makes you sound like God if you have one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
4: the, you know, I think that, Larry uh, King... Like an,
5: an imitation that's almost as good, but uh, nobody really had it as good as RCA did. Mm-hmm. And that, that 77DX was the, the latest, the last one that they ever made. But they had some previous models that even went back to the 1930s and 40s that people were just... Um, you see those in, in in auctions and stuff go for
0: thousands. So of now boxes. that's a different kind of a category. That's like a category of something that's old that has a huge following, or at least a large enough following to make them uh, those that still exist very valuable, as opposed to all the other old equipment that's just junk and lying in a, a landfill somewhere, um, which exactly. is different from the category of stuff that is old but is still is still new like available new today like you can go today and buy brand new you know vhs tapes you can floppy go today disc. and buy brand new floppy disks uh these this is more of the category of uh you know what's useful to people today that's surprising yeah bill thanks for the call uh tonight or, or jack thanks for the appreciate hearing from you 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll freeline bobby's in lakeland listening via his tune in application Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Yes, I'd like to tell you how I found you guys. And also, I'd like to um, uh, get your perspective on this General Petraeus thing. Is that okay? Right.
0: Sure, yeah. We can sure. talk about anything you want. Go ahead, sir.
2: Okay. Um, I found you first on um, radio streaming um I'm a radio junkie. I like listening to talk radio shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a website that shows um, uh, all the different shows that are on and categorizes them categorizes and stuff. And that's how I first found you. I don't even own a radio. I listen through my phone and my internet, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Exil Live. And yep. I listen to you guys usually on TuneIn, um, on Exil Live sometimes. And then on Saturday nights, I'll uh, flip on iHeartRadio and put you guys on a station like that you're on a um, a regular radio station, you know. So, right. like, I'm trying to maybe give you guys... Credit, you know, because I don't know if they can see the streams and how many people are using it. So I like to bounce it around, you know, so cool, man. Uh, if they can see the, the number count and everything, that, you know, we're listening from everywhere.
0: Appreciate that. So what about this Petraeus thing?
2: Well, General Petraeus, um, uh, he had to step down today because he had an affair, and uh, that's the Obama excuse. Him. Yes.
1: He's a war criminal and deserves to be punished. So yeah, I
2: don't know. I, that's why I'm asking about you guys. I don't know what you guys think about it. Do you think it's a setup? Do you think it's real? Uh,
0: I think um, the think affair is an excuse. So the affair actually happened, is what
1: you're saying? Darryl? I don't know if it happened or not, but that was the reasoning that he gave during the press conference. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that... Petraeus and Hillary Clinton both resigned within 24 hours of one another. Was he having sex with Hillary Clinton? No. (laughs) Oh, I am going to poke my eyes out now because of the mental image that you put in my brain. No, uh... Hillary Clinton is not the person that he supposedly had sex with
0: I mean what do, what do you say about it right I mean okay he's leaving they're gonna replace him with some other general right. and uh, they're gonna kill more people uh, but if you look into the Benghazi situation where the
1: American ambassador to Libya was murdered a couple months ago General Petraeus and Hillary Clinton both sort of covered up some information and some people are saying that they are directly
0: responsible for mm. the death of the ambassador i have a feeling they'll probably never actually be held responsible for it thanks bobby for the call man more coming up this is free talk live the successes are piling up and proving the free state project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea when you're planning your move to new hampshire consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation and there's plenty of political opportunity as well though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. We Talk Live, you take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 855-450-FREE, 450 3733 And you can talk about anything that you want, though. I know more about old technology than I do about General Petraeus. Uh, you were the one who actually uh, mentioned that before the show, Daryl. But, you know, you can call in about anything that you want. I wish I I knew more. I mean, I wish I was better informed. He's but, a war criminal, and he should be punished, but, but he, he won't be. be. yeah just huh. like George Bush, Dick Cheney,
1: uh Rumsfeld. Well, all now if of George them going back, you know, every living president has bombed somewhere and gotten
0: away with it. And committing, gotten away with it. Committing murder by proxy and getting away with it. So that's what's going to happen here. I mean, one politician trading for another, one general trading for another. I mean, to me it's not even news. One
1: secretary of state trading for another. And now they're saying that uh Hillary's actually going to be preparing possibly to run again in twenty sixteen, sure,
0: why not? I mean, somebody's going to run. It can't be Obama. Yeah. So eight five five four fifty free. But uh, you know, color me less than impressed with uh, news about politicians coming and going because the the names change over the years. But what doesn't change is the oppression. People keep uh, you know being less free over time. The government continues to become more oppressive, more uh, intrusive, more ex- you know more expensive. And these politicians, no matter whether Republican or Democrat, certainly aren't looking to change that. Yeah. You know, whoever this new general is, isn't going to all of a sudden withdraw the troops. I mean, he can't do of that. Of course not. So he's not going to recommend to withdraw the troops either, because they seek power, and uh, cutting back on government and withdrawing troops would be lessening power, and that's not what they want. So you can bring up anything though at eight five five four fifty free, and also want to remind you. That uh, if you're tired of general preparedness and survival advice with no reason or context behind it, and you think perhaps that the single scenario focus of survivalists on the TV shows is silly, with all the fear hyping, do you sometimes wonder about the reality of historical and potential disaster situations. Well, there's a book that can help you understand what might happen, how it might affect you, and those you care about, as well as what you can do about it. And that book is Strategic Survival. You can go to strategicsurvival.com to learn more, and you'll find out that with the knowledge in this book and the other material that it references, and by taking simple action that uh, you can prepare with, and uh, you'll turn fear into worry and confidence and peace. So fear and worry into confidence and peace. That's what Strategic Survival can help you with. Strategic com includes recommendations for training and practice for added confidence and experience. Because it's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to actually do it. So com. Let's go to Keith listening in Delaware. You can bring up anything that you want. Uh, Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. And it says here you're listening on the radio. Are you listening uh, to WDOV?
12: Uh, actually, I... I know that's the station that that you guys are on. I don't think you're on there live now.
0: No, I didn't uh, think so either. Okay, so yeah. I just I was a little surprised that they were airing us during the weeknight. So I, I can't no, no. guess your not... I,
12: I, I just know that that's the station I've heard you on before, but I um,
0: ah, know, I see. Wanted to call in. Go ahead. Uh, What's on your
12: mind? Is, is, am I speaking with Ian?
0: Yeah, and Daryl's here as well from fpp.cc. Hey, hey, hey Ian and Daryl. Ian, I just saw you on uh, breaking
12: the set with Abby.
0: Oh, excellent, uh, RT.
12: Yeah. And um, that was mainly the reason I was calling in, because I just wanted to run something by you that's been bothering me all week. Sure. Just give me a minute to tell you what happened. All right. Uh, Sunday, I was driving down the road, and uh, I, you know, kind of came up a hill, and then I was going down a hill, and the cop was sitting on the side as I was coming down the hill, great spot for them to hide, and pulled me, you know, pulled me over. I was going uh, about 17 miles per hour over the speed limit. Okay. So as he pulled me over, um, you know, he's obviously asking me where I'm going. So I'm going to my friends. He wants to know who my friend is. Blah blah blah. So he wants to see, you know, all my information. So as I'm kind of thumbing, uh, thumbing through my information, that's in like sort of the console that sits right next to my seat. Um, I was looking for my insurance card, and I pulled out, which is was a, a condom that was still in the pack.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be a bag of pot or something like that. All right, go ahead. No, no, no. So
12: it, it, that's all it was. And it, it had a white, um, It's you know, it's like, you know, plastic or whatever, and mm-hmm. it, the back of it's white. So I give him my stuff, and he goes, and it was a young cop, and he was in the car with another another officer who, you know, was a little bit older. It took him like 10 minutes to write me the ticket. So he finally comes out, and he comes, as soon as he comes to my car, he's like, can you step out of the car? and what? i mean you know i'm just trying to not get a ticket yeah so i'm just i jumped out of the car now i know that, that was my probably my first mistake
0: oh uh, your first mistake was probably answering his questions but go ahead
12: right so then he says to me is there anything in this car that i should know about i'm like no and he's like you sure when i you know i'm pretty sure i saw something when you know you were looking for your stuff i'm like uh you know I said go ahead go ahead and go ahead and look, look. cuz oh, I have yeah. nothing to, nothing to hide.
0: Oh boy. So, you know. Or so you thought.
12: Well, no 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 no. <laughs> I had nothing to hide. I I didn't. There was nothing in that car.
0: Well, that's so, cool, you know, but I, some I people say playing. that I, and they believe it said, no, and then it. they find out they were wrong because a, a friend of theirs left a bag of pot in between the yeah, seats or Plant something. Well, something. That's possible too.
12: Well, I mean, they could have planted something, but you know, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. There's nothing in there. Dude, trust me i know that i know my car was clean there was no problem
0: that's all the the more reason to not let them search but go ahead
12: i know so that's kind of what i'm getting at so you know i just kept saying go ahead and look go ahead go ahead so he he finally like i guess he got the you know the, the nod from the other officer and he looked and he's like yeah you're right it's a condom you can get back in the car now here's your ticket sorry about that i thought i saw something
0: Thought it was like so, a bag of drugs
12: or something. I guess. Yes, yeah. so, I mean uh-huh. that's what they were getting at. Oh, because yep. the cop said to me that the older cop said, "You sure you don't have like um, a pack of vitamins or anything in there?" Mm-hmm. And at that point, it clicked to me that that he that he must have sold the condom packet because it's like you know a, a pack of vitamins is like the same little size. Yep, you a know, pack I'm sure you got
0: of vitamins. Yeah, like you could go, yeah, into you a can, you go to a convenience store. Go to a
12: convenience store. They like sell you like a super pack of vitamins, you know, for yep. like a day or whatever. Oh, okay. So, you know what I mean? Yep, it's I've like the those. same size as like a condom package. Yep. So that's immediately, I knew that that's had to have been what he's talking about. I, was like, I think you saw what you saw was a condom. And he's like, uh, you sure? You sure? So, I mean, I know you're saying I should never answer their questions. I mean, I'm just trying to get out of a ticket. I didn't sure. want to get a ticket. Do I have any, I mean, I gave them permission to look and, and all that. I'm going to go to court to fight the ticket.
0: Oh, you, you got, know, got a ticket anyway, even after jumping through all their hoops? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, and
12: he never said or showed me the ticket before all that.
0: I mean, yeah. so
12: where where did I go wrong, and do I have anything to fight?
0: Well, against I don't. Any of this with? You know, I wouldn't tell anybody that they're wrong for doing what they think is going to get them out of a ticket. You know, like uh, if a woman gets pulled over, sometimes you can cry and get out of a ticket, or uh, you know, f- you know, show a little cleavage and get out of a ticket. Sure. Whatever it takes. But, so like, I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't a,
12: bo- I'm just the. You know.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna, I got no cleave. Yeah, you don't so get I, to cry. It doesn't work for you. Uh, but exactly. you know, so I don't. I don't feel bad. Like if somebody feels like if they go one direction to get out of a ticket and it works, then good for them. In your case, it didn't work. Uh, you jumped through all their hoops and they didn't. You know, they still gave you a ticket. Now, of course, they could have made life more difficult for you had you made things difficult on them, but. Ultimately, there's value, I think, in standing up for your rights and not uh, bowing down to the ever-encroaching arm of the police state. But is there anything you can do about it? Let's come back and talk about that here in a moment. We'll see what Daryl thinks as well. So stand by, Keith. Uh, more in moments. 855 free. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. When involved in a police pullover, how cooperative should one be? What are your thoughts? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here seven nights a week. We're live from 7 to 10 Eastern Time on your local radio station, maybe. Or maybe they delay broadcast us. But even if you are listening us uh, listening to us in delay, you can still call during our live hours. 855 450 free And you can still take control and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Don't forget you can join us online where we've got news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop uh, whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. We've got a real good comment thread right now over on the Free Talk Live Facebook page. You go to news.freetalklive.com. You can link to our Facebook, our Twitter. You can sign up for email updates. Email, you're going to get the most critical news about Free Talk Live. You're going to know it first. Facebook and Twitter, you'll get that same news, but you'll also get more than that. You'll get updates during the show. You'll get questions that we'll ask. So earlier tonight, we were talking about old technology. I asked the question, what old tech is surprisingly still being sold? Uh, Stuff like VHS, for instance. And folks have been giving good answers to that question all night long. We've got uh, 28 comments there on the Facebook thread, which is a pretty busy uh, comment thread. Silver so, and gold. Silver and gold is supposedly old tech. I guess. 6,000 years. I guess it's tech. I mean, if it's something that's new that yeah. at some point was new that helped people do something that they couldn't do before, I suppose 6,000 years ago, silver and gold were, were An new abacus. tech. Yeah, that's right. So you can see all that stuff over at uh, the Facebook page. Go to news.freetalklive.com to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or via email. Let's go back to Keith. Uh, He's listening in Delaware, and you were pulled over by the police, Keith. You just wanted to try to get out of the ticket, so you figured appeasement would get you out of the ticket and this may work sometimes i mean you know kissing the boot kissing the ring uh may result in getting you out of a ticket in this case it didn't uh you still ended up with the ticket and you also had your dignity taken from you by the fact that the police went through your car and uh now it didn't sound like they did a full tear apart they did did they just search your center console how far did they do the search
12: they just searched the center console right where you know the condom package was. Because he saw you he digging around there in there for your... Condom and said, yeah, it's condom.
0: Yeah, he had seen you digging around in there and had spotted the condom real quick and thought maybe you had some pills or some kind of drug well, or something.
12: They, like I think they might have thought it was like maybe a little baggie of Coke or something because yeah. it like appears white, you know, like that or, you know, whatever, you know. Other kind of drugs could have been that color.
0: Right. Know? So you let them search. They found nothing, and yeah. they wrote you the ticket and sent you on your way. And your question was, what did you do wrong, and uh, is there anything you can do after the fact?
12: That's part of it. And the other part, kind of want to go the opposite direction, would be, what should I have done?
0: Daryl? what are your thoughts I, on this situation? Knowing
12: that I had nothing in there, knowing that if they would have kept pressing in, I said, no, you can't search it. Knowing that I was clean, knowing there was nothing in there what would have happened
1: well uh my suggestion is you know i've been pulled over numerous times and i'll answer the initial you know where are you coming from questions most of the time just because otherwise you definitely get off on the wrong foot Mm -hmm. but you know anything beyond that And right now I'm driving around with expired registration.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you should admit to that.
1: Well, I have a court date for it next month. So, you know, I I am driving around with expired registration and I confuse the cops by saying that I'm transient Mm -hmm. because I do not declare residency anywhere. The last time I got pulled over, the cop got so confused, he walked back to his car, immediately turned around, handed me my license, and uh, what I handed him as registration, which is actually the registration renewal form, told me to slow down and to have a nice day. So he could have written you a ticket? He could have, but he got so confused, he didn't know what to do, so he
0: just let me go there's no right answer here as far as Uh, what you should do as far as for the trial i'm guessing you're taking this to trial
12: when he he asked me to get out of the car what should i have done
0: i Uh, would not have done that i mean i I would have have i would ask something like i I
12: guess i should have asked him
1: why am
0: i required to do this you could say something like are you asking me to get out of the car or are you ordering me to get out of the car just to clarify that and if he says he's just asking you then say well i'll just polite i politely decline that Mm -hmm.
1: uh I've seen some videos uh, you know, from Flex Your Rights where they say if the cop tells you to get out of the car, get out of the car,
0: take your lock keys the keys with you. you,
1: lock the door behind you.
0: Yep, that's a possibility. If you feel like you must get out of the car, uh, that's something that you can do. But otherwise, I wouldn't get out uh, of the car. As far
1: as for the speeding ticket, what you could do is... Asked to see the calibration records, they've they've usually got them, but it's uh, it's a it's a strategy. And if it's not been updated within, I think it's thirty days, then you could get it thrown out because they're
0: using something that may not be giving an accurate reading. In theory, that is a possibility. I don't, do you ever do you know someone who's actually won with that strategy? Uh,
1: I don't personally know, but I have heard people say that they know people where it's I've seen it
0: tried it hasn't worked Uh, so if the police department's on the ball and they're they're checking their equipment that won't work but it doesn't hurt to ask it's one of those things you can you know ask for in discovery or whatever or you know expect them to have when they come to court for instance but as far as you know what the right way to do these things is there's no right way there's no one size fits all way if
12: I get up in front of the judge you know and plead not guilty or whatever Mm. should I bring this incident up
0: what incident the search
12: yeah, saying, "Look, you know, I made a I made an innocent mistake. They also made an innocent mistake. I
0: don't know, you know? if they'll let the search in as uh, as evidence in the I, case. I, yeah, they they would probably say that it's irrelevant. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try to stick you to the facts in the case that are at hand. And the case at hand is whether or not you were speeding. What happened to you after the incident of speeding is not going to be relevant to the case. So likely, any questions about that will be objected to and sustained." would be my guess but again there's no real right answer to how to handle a police stop if you feel like you got to keep your head down if you feel like you you know you need to minimize the amount of interaction you have with the police that you just want to get out of tickets then by all means you know kiss the ring and uh, and and cry and and see what uh, what you can do to to get out of a ticket but when you're ready to flex your rights, then go all the way and flex your rights. Don't answer the cops' questions. Don't tell them where you're going or where, where you're coming from. It's none of their damn business. And so What uh, would have
12: happened if I would have said to them, you know, if they would have pushed me on the fact, you know, that they thought they saw something and I said, you can't look in my car?
0: Well,
1: it depends, Tell right? them that you'll let them look once they have a warrant, and then they will likely determine that they don't have enough to get a warrant They might make you sit there for an extra 15, 20 minutes. They
0: could make you sit there for another hour while they call a police dog out. One of the most important things you you can do is ask if you're being detained and ask if you are free to go. And those are important questions because they really let you know instantly what the status of the situation is. In a lot of cases, the cops will write a ticket and then they'll continue to investigate when you are absolutely free to go in fact uh, there was an old there was a case that we talked about once where they pulled some guys over they had written a ticket and then the cop continued to chat the, police, uh, the people up afterward which led to even more trouble when they could have absolutely have left after receiving the ticket so it's always important to know what your status is with the police. Are you being detained? If not, are you free to go? And at that point, get the hell out of there. And that was some of the advice I gave on RT on uh, breaking the set, which I was uh, I had the pleasure of being on today. And uh, the the clip of that should be online tomorrow. So once that's available, I'll, I'll hoot it out to our Twitter and Facebook so folks can see what that's about. But there's no way to predict. I mean, you could also decline. Uh, you know, you could also decline to talk to them, and then they could uh, pull you through the window of the car and. Commence beating on you. Yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen when you stand up for your rights. But it's something that I recommend doing, although I feel more comfortable doing it because I'm here in New Hampshire. So that's why I don't blame anybody for kissing the ring and flying under the radar until you can be somewhere where you can make a phone call to uh, Porcupine411 like we have here, have activists hear your message, and then get in their cars or on their bicycles and come to where you are to provide assistance with video cameras and uh, and witnesses. So, you know, if you don't have that uh, support structure where you live— then there's nothing wrong with keeping your head down because if you go up one man against a state, at some point they're going to crush you. Thanks for the call tonight, Keith. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Moments remain. Those are coming up next, but still enough time for you and your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and do it toll-free, even in these remaining moments at 855-450-FREE. It's the Cycle CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. We give them away. So, once again, freetalklive.com with you in studio tonight. It's Ian. And Daryl. And uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime? you got to get together with others who think like you. You cannot be the one man who takes on the state all by yourself. You will be crushed. And uh, we just had Keith on the line a moment ago from the Delaware area asking, how should he should he have handled the, the police pullover? Well, obviously, I advocate people standing up for themselves and uh, standing on their rights. But that's a tough thing. That's a tough road to hoe when you're all alone, when there's nobody around that can help you, when there's no community of liberty-minded people that's there to back you up or, well, or at the very only, least come to court with you. Not only
1: that, it's tough even when you do have that community around you. Sure. Just because you never know how the cop will respond. You you could answer everything they want in the way that they want it. And they'll still either find a way to arrest you or give you a ticket. You could stand up for your rights, confuse them with legalese of I'm officially transient. I don't declare residency and just confuse them to where he doesn't know what to do. And he lets you off. So, it's one of those things. There is no right or wrong answer, right?
0: And you never know if you're dealing with a rogue cop and and what kind of crazy stuff they might try to pull. So, I still advocate, you know, standing up for your rights, but I'm also advocating doing it in a smart fashion. And right. I think the smartest and, way to I, do that, it is to have other people with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's basically what I'm saying. Is, do it in the smart way, but just always know that there is no right or wrong way to right.
0: handle any situation. Yeah, it just depends on what you want. If what you want is to preserve you know, yourself for next time, is to keep your head below the waves, then you know maybe kissing the ring is the best way to handle that. Um, but if you're ready to stand up, then be prepared for what consequences may come. And even if you are going to kiss the ring, there could still be consequences for you as well because, you know, again, you never know what's going to set a cop off. Uh, but the best thing you can do, in my opinion, is to get together with other people that care about liberty, people that not only care about liberty but are willing to do something about it. So, I mean, as an example, uh, Cecilia, who's one of the ladies in Keene at she when she was a newer mover here, uh, there was an incident where she got pulled over in the neighborhood of the Keene Activity Center, which was you know convenient. Uh, Keene's not a big place. It's not hard to get anywhere in Keene in five to ten minutes. And, of course, when you're in an area in which you have a fairly large amount of liberty activists, like Manchester, for instance, uh, then if you make a call to, like, a Porcupine 411 or send out a keen 411, these are two of the different communications methods that we have to communicate with one another in the area. We also have two-way radios as well, to a lesser extent. Uh, but, you know, you communicate with the local community. You let them know what's going on. Hey, I'm pulled over at X intersection. It's this time, you know, or whatever. I'm here now. Uh, people that are there that are you know, they, you know, they not in the middle of working somewhere, if they've got the time, they'll come out. And there were a bunch of us that were at the Keene Activity Center at the time that she got pulled over. We piled into a couple cars and drove over and piled out of those cars. And we had like three or four video cameras trained on the police. And the cops around here are used to that. Uh, the cops where you are probably uh, might not, you, you don't know how they're going to respond if somebody rolls out with a Just video watch camera. some of the videos from Austin or Phoenix. Where they arrest people for having video cameras? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're, there's a real benefit to having those people there to back you up. And you can have that community in New Hampshire. Now, there's no guarantee someone's going to show up. You can send a message. And there's no guarantee that anybody's going to respond. But usually they do there's no guarantee they're going to respond within a certain period of time but more often than not these responses are relatively quick someone does come and the important thing is the more people that we have move here the more effective those responses can be the more people that are then you know in the pool Of potential folks, you know how many people aren't at work, how many people aren't asleep, how many people are you know uh, are paying attention to their phone or paying attention to you know whatever device method they're getting the delivery of the of of your message. These are all important factors that come into play. There was one time when Michelle, uh, had made a call to Pork 411. She needed some help with something that wasn't really of an emergency. It wasn't really an emergency at all, and she was you know upset because no one came. And I said, well, Michelle, and this was by the way a couple years ago. I said, Michelle. You live in the woods. You you live in the middle of the woods. There's no one around to come. If someone were to want to come to some situation you had, it would be a twenty five minute drive for them to get there. And by that time. Right, one way, yeah. So by that time, whatever it was that was going on is probably not gonna be going on anymore. And so while it's cool to live out in the woods, there's certainly something that, you know, you're gonna lose as far as the community is concerned. So if you want to have that activism community backing you up you've got to be closer to the activists and that's why being in a central more central location a city urban location like a a Manchester for instance or uh, perhaps uh, a Keene, maybe the Keen seacoast. coast to
1: a lesser extent. Yeah,
0: I would say Manchester and Keene are the two real hot spots for concentrations of of activists. But freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn about it. We've got over 13,000 people that are signed up currently for the Free State Project, uh, that, uh, and there are 1,100 people that are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. That's not a whole lot, but it's a whole lot more than what you've got where you live. How many people are moving in? How many liberty-loving activists are moving into your area well if you knew about it that'd be one thing you probably don't even know because there's no movement where you're from people are leaving your area likely like i did i left florida daryl you left texas people are leaving california they're leaving all over the place to come here to new hampshire because they love freedom and they want to do something about it sam's in texas you're on free talk live sam what's on your mind tonight
13: hey guys i've got a uh old technology example to round out the show tonight all right and that's the old uh canon f d lenses that used to go on the uh thirty five millimeter cameras that Canon made back in the i guess the seventies and eighties that they were primarily in use
4: mm-hmm.
13: and the reason that those those lenses are still uh put in use today is they're manual focused lenses, and you can put a ring a gear ring on them. And then you use a focus pull that attaches to the camera system. And if you've ever seen in a movie where they um, have, you know, somebody in the foreground that's in focus, somebody yep. in the background that's out of focus, and then something changes in the scene and they do what's called a focus, focus pull, pull. Yep. to bring the other person into focus. Um, that's the reason that these lenses are still around and to get a, oh, a, like a, a, a super fast Set of prime lenses, which means they don't zoom. If you want to, you know, a, a tighter frame on your shot, you'd either move the camera closer or get a, lens. a longer lens. Yep. Yeah, um, is just because of that. The the modern cameras have little motors on them, and and connectors and sensors and so forth. And they there are actually Canon doesn't make these anymore, but there are other companies who uh, make some really high end lens sets. The, just the, the Canon Primes, the old ones from people's collection, those go on eBay sometimes for more than what they cost, and a full set will run you twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 And if you get yeah. into the stuff that's like a, a PL mount, which is the exact same technology that they used back then, it's just a different mounting system for the camera. Uh, those for like a RED or the Panavision cameras go up to... Uh, about 150 grand for a nice set of lenses. Wow. And that's so the the reason that they're so expensive is because they use a lot of glass to let light in so that you can leave the aperture open and get really great definition and contrast in a low low light setting like mm. you could you could shoot in in candlelight or something like that. And even uh just a little side fact, Stanley Kubrick, who's a very famous Filmmaker and, and so on. Uh, he was apparently given a, a lens from NASA that cost millions of dollars. It was a uh, it was used in one of the satellites or something, and they had multiple ones made. And for whatever reason, they gave this guy this multi million dollar camera lens, and he used it in uh, one of his movies to shoot in in a candlelight scene, and it supposedly. Just spectacular results from
1: it. Was it uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, by chance?
13: No, but that's the speculation, is that he did some back screen projection in that, which was sort of revolutionary at the time. And the sort of conspiracy theory around it is they gave it to him because he helped them fake some of the moon landing scenes that they showed <laughs> the American public. Now, Ian, quiet. They did land on the moon. But
1: I was, as you were talking about that, I was actually thinking, did he fake
0: the moon landing? All right. So wait, you said that you think we did land on the moon, Sam? They
13: did. But why would they show the technology it took to get there to the Russians and the American public?
0: I don't know. I don't have time to get into it right now, though. Thanks for the call tonight, man. always appreciate hearing from you, dude. All right. So uh, it's Benny in here with you tonight. And Daryl. Daryl. Find more of him over at fpp.cc where he hosts his own weekly podcast. And we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com, not on your cassette deck. Why did you move to the Shire?
6: I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as
4: seriously as I do.
6: I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me like, Do this right now.
3: I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be.
6: Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it.
7: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.